0: everybody. Welcome to our Mental Health Services Connecting Badgers podcast. My name is Casey Tice, LPC. I use she, her, and hers pronouns. I am an access specialist and care manager here through UHS.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Liz Westcott-Barton. I use she and her pronouns. I <clears throat> have a little bit of a cough today, and I'm also an access specialist and care manager here at Mental
2: Health Services. Hi everyone, um, I'm Q, I use they and them pronouns. I'm the TGNC coordinator for University Health Services. And I'm so glad for us to have three hosts today to have a nice conversation together.
0: It's important to note that this podcast does not replace mental health treatment and should not be considered as such. If you are interested in learning more about seeking mental health treatment at UHS, you can web book a confidential access appointment through the My UHS portal. There is no
1: problem too small to schedule an access appointment. Access specialists are here to discuss your concerns and assist you in getting connected to mental health resources. If you have any questions about meeting with an access specialist, you can call the mental health services front desk at 608-265-5600, option number two, and we will answer any questions that you may have before you schedule.
0: Or if you would prefer to get connected to a provider outside of UHS, we can assist with this also. And as a reminder, you can access 24-7 crisis resources if in a mental health emergency. These include the UHS crisis line at 608-265-5600, option 9. And then also can call 911 in an emergency. Thanks for joining us, everyone, today.
1: Today we're gonna talk a little bit about things that bring us joy. I am not exactly sure how we landed on this topic kind of in our discussion of topics that we typically like to do, but I think we all kind of realized that this podcast would come out at a time that's typically really stressful for folks, really busy, really involved. And the first thing, well, at least when I was in college, the first thing that would fall away was the self-care, the fun time, the doing nice things for yourself, the things that bring you joy to focus on all of the rest. And so I think we want to really intentionally bring into this conversation talking about things that we enjoy and its importance. Did I get that right, friends?
2: Uh, 100%. One thing that um, I talk to folks about a lot, and I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast before, is um, one time I was playing The Sims, um, and particularly the University Expansion Pack. and one of the things about the university expansion pack that when I was playing it, I realized is it is very difficult to have um, a job and do all the classes, which include like writing papers and doing poster presentations and all this stuff. And also taking care of the different need domains that you have to do with particular sims. And so I talked to students a lot about those different need domains, because I think it's interesting that um, it's like sleeping, eating, going to the bathroom, um, social, fun. I always forget the sixth one. It'll come to me. But I think that like the social and the fun being needs that like have to get met is an interesting concept. Especially like when I talk to students about like if your sim has not had enough fun or enough social, they like will not do their homework. You click on their homework and like try to do, do homework. And um, when the arrow like hovers over it, it'll say like, um, Sim is too tense or too stressed to do homework right now. And I that was a really interesting concept because I don't know how often when I'm talking with students, the concept of like you're too stressed, too tense, you have not had enough fun to do your work really factors in like it, it's usually like the fun will happen after the fact And so the idea of like incorporating that in in and do the work. I don't know, that's usually how folks, um, including myself when I was in college, really thought about getting work done.
1: I love that metaphor, not only because I was a huge Sims kid growing up, but like I think that is such a nice breakdown of like, it's true. Like sometimes you can get to a point where you are so tense and exhausted and burnt out that you need to take some time. you know, whatever you can do for fun or enjoyment, social, uh, you know, get those needs met. Um, And then you can kind of come back at it with, like, renewed energy or fresh eyes. And that's so important.
0: And I think assessing for you, like, what that looks like, you know, in, like, different areas, like, fulfilling those needs, like you said, social needs of, like, oh, wow, it's been a long time since I actually, like, got together with, like, my best friends and, and things like that but you're like oh but i have so much to study for like i can't who who has the time and it's like mm, that will also help fill that cup though too so there's more than just like the things that have to get done on our to-do list too right there's other things too that are good for for mental health and all health and so we are all
1: busy humans and busy providers and you know dog parents and all these other things And so I think it's important for us to kind of model to our listeners and talk a little bit about like, what are we doing to take care of ourselves? What are we doing to enjoy, um, you know, time right now? Um, Time can still feel kind of weird, wibbly wobbly with the pandemic. And so are there certain things that you're engaging in, hobbies, pop culture things, TV shows, recipes? Like, tell me a little bit more.
2: Well, I think that like I might have the challenge that I wonder if other students have or even more broadly um, folks who like adopted a certain hobby during pandemic and then felt the need to sort of like pandemic pivot or like um, oh I can't think of the phrase of it right now but um, like make their side hustle their main hustle or you know whatever it is because I think that like I have my like hobby that I got more into during the pandemic. I was into it beforehand, but, like, really leaned into it during the pandemic, which is also kind of my side hustle. So, I think I have, like, work life, and then I have, like, a whole to-do list of, like, here's the content I need to create for the people who are patrons for me on Patreon. And so, there's sort of, like, work, semi-work, sort of fun, like, is fun, but, like, half work, half fun, maybe. Um, And then there's like the fun stuff. So I feel like I have this like gradient of what, what am I gonna do today? Is it the like half work? Is it the play video games? It has nothing to do with my side hustle, those sorts of things.
1: Well, I think it's so interesting to name that too. Cause even for me, like I picked up the pandemic hobby of bread making and now like I will be darned if I'm spending four hours of my day, like waiting for my loaves to rise, you know? Like, I want to get back into it, but I also kind of have, like, a response of, like, oh, I don't know. This is, like, doesn't always feel good, because it reminds me of the early pandemic, too. So, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, that makes me think about, like, I was somebody who, um, growing up or throughout my life, would pick up a hobby, and then when I was not instantly good at it, be like, "Mm, I would really rather not think so much. And so, that happened to me with, like, violin, bass, guitar, like, all of these different Um, instruments and things like that, where it's like, I'll pick up this hobby, and then when I'm not into it anymore, I'm not really that into it it anymore, and I was talking to my own therapist about it, being like, oh, you know, sometimes I pick stuff up, and then um, I decide not to carry on with it, and my therapist was like, well, I mean, when you're a kid, aren't you supposed to figure out what kinds of things you're into or not into? Like, if you pick up an instrument, you decide that's not your jam, aren't you supposed to, like, know that that's not your jam, and then you move on, (laughs) was like oh (laughs) I thought that if I picked something up I was supposed to be dedicated to it and like if I gave up on it too soon that meant that I wasn't dedicated like I gave up too soon it's just like not actually your jam
1: I know that's so true and like think about like the messages we get about that right like be good at the thing if you're not good at it it's because you're doing something right like you're not trying hard enough or practicing enough it's not just simply that like eh, maybe I'm not that into it
0: quitting when really it's like if you're not into it you're not into it go find the thing that you are like that's cool that's exploration Mm
2: -hmm. I feel like it always got wrapped up with money in some way of like we bought you this violin or we bought you this guitar or we bought you you know this thing and so you have to stick with it um which I you know from uh um, now as an adult person who makes my own money perspective, I like can get it in terms of like where that came from with my parents. Like, yeah, I can understand shelling out hundreds of dollars for a thing that your kid is then like meh. Um, it's maybe not your favorite experience, but I think that like um, starting to see it from my own point of view of like, that is just like my money that I'm spending. So if I spent money on X supplies for a thing and then decided that I wasn't into it, really the person I'm accountable to, or the person who like takes on that literal cost is me. And so that's a cost that I see, like I took that cost, but I don't feel like I'm going to continue to take that cost by continuing to invest in it, then maybe it's the best choice for me to not try to continue to pursue something. If that investment isn't actually for my benefit. For sure.
0: I think for me what's interesting is like the hobbies that i'm super involved in now started during the pandemic and actually have been the longest lasting interestingly because i am the type of person who drops things like i i don't know i got super into like doing a boxing exercise every morning which seems super uh random if you know me but there's something about like hitting like a punching bag is like incredible and like great stress release i recognize not everyone can have their own like giant home gym setup like I do, but, um, again, it's just like finding what works for you, but that's been super awesome and, like, the only form of exercise I've ever, like, stuck with, um, that and, like, doing meditation regularly has been awesome, um, and then the other thing that I do every morning is I like pull a tarot card and do like a daily tarot reading for myself which has been also really cool as just like a nice way to like start the intention for the day um you know certainly not like fortune telling right it's not like predicting anything but using it can like give me like good insight for the day what should i keep in mind what's a message to look out for or you know what kind of mindset can i have going into something just i don't know keeps interesting perspective for me and a good um, journaling prompt too, which is also kind of cool. So I really enjoyed that. Interesting connection. Oh, yeah. Boxing, (laughs) meditation, tarot reading, and like knitting. I'm a complicated creature are the things that I've been into. (laughs) I love that. Have you knitted anything recently? Yeah, I'm working on a pair of mittens right now, and I say they actually look all right. They look all right. I'm excited by it. I made a sweater for myself. It was, you know, I might go back. And now that I'm a little better at it, I might go to it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just find like the days that I do, like all of those things are my best days. It's like having that variety and like taking care of those multiple needs. So it's been interesting for me to like keep that in mind. Even when I say I'm too stressed or can't. <laughs>
1: I can share a little bit too i just got a four month old puppy so i've been walking a lot around my neighborhood a lot and um i just moved into my neighborhood like i don't know like five months ago and so i'm like meeting all my neighbors and they're like coming out and being like hey this dog is so cute (laughs) and that's been um really nice and friendly and kind of just a way to get to know people um because before it kind of felt harder to get out Um, my garden is coming to an end, but that was another really fun summer thing that we did since we finally had space to have an outdoor garden. And I, we got so many tomatoes that I have like frozen so much pasta sauce to like use, but that's been super fun and like handy. And it tastes so good. I don't know, better than store-bought. I'll still eat store-bought when I need to, but like it was a super fun experience to try to do that. And then of course I'm like, still super deep into like tabletop role-playing games. I play a lot of dungeons and dragons and I'm planning a Halloween one shot for the upcoming holiday. So that should be really fun. Um, yeah, and just enjoying a lot. And that's so social too. Like that is like three hours. I'm going to be connecting with like four to six other humans.
0: I just love that space. So, yeah, that's so awesome. I, I know we've like touched on it, but like barely like shared so much about that. But, um, so interested in that. Like, how do you connect with those folks? Like, are you are you all virtual? Are you meeting up? Like, how do you do it?
1: Yeah. So we mostly before the pandemic we met in person. Post pandemic we've been meeting online through Discord or Zoom. Um, but Discord usually works a little bit better because then we can set up like different channels for like notes or for lore or for like fun facts. Um, and then you can like private message the players, if anything, you know, interesting is happening that only they would know for their backstories or like if just there's something special going on. Um, and we can like put pictures on Discord. There used to be a really cool thing on Discord called RhythmBot where you could have music, but I guess they got a cease and desist from YouTube. So I don't think we've got that anymore, but um, there were quite a few cool tools built in just to kind of make it work. And then we do d d Beyond um, for character sheets and online dice rolling. And then you can see what everyone else rolls online too, which is really cool. There are also a lot of like virtual tabletops, um, like Foundry, I think is one. I always forget what the really popular one is because <laughs> I don't use it, um, but there's a lot of really cool ones. Um, just spaces to connect and they even have ones where you can like all be in like the video see the dice rolls and like see little like characters bounce around like a virtual terrain it has really blossomed into like its whole own feel and deal and it's so cool but i
2: haven't figured any of that out
1: no time <laughs> someday
2: how much time a week would you say you spend on it
1: on D&D? Mm-hmm. that's a good question so <laughs> and like it I don't want to say like my answer because i think like D D is something that like i like even daydream about like it's like so my hobby and i just so love it that like if i have free time like i had a sick day last week and so on my sick day i built like three characters because it's like what my brain does could do for fun in a way that didn't also like make me feel worse when i wasn't feeling well um but i think between reading looking at character stuff like going on forums and blogs and just like looking at stuff i like to paint minis I like to make D playlists and obviously like we run campaigns here and there so i think it depends if i'm more of a player um i'll play three hours bi-weekly and then maybe like read or like do stuff an hour or two a week if i'm like actively running a campaign where i'm like researching for my campaign and like reaching out to my players and making playlists and painting minis i mean it could be way more like i have a no one can see because this is a podcast, but I have like three crates in my basement that are just filled with like minifigures and things that need to be painted because it's so fun. And I have like little rocks to add to the terrain and little basing materials and I'm making props and I can't wait to get back to in-person because I have so many like props and I want to do like backdrops and tablescapes and stuff, but like See, this is just me nerding for forever, but I love it. I love it. Themed candles, themed food, like themed wine bottles filled with juice. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Well, I ask because um, I think that our friend Jamie, I think does like two different campaigns, like one on Saturday or one on Sunday or something like that. And so I was just thinking about like, there's in my mind, sort of like unlimited potential in, in D&D. Yeah. That's kind of what's really nice about it is like, you could have multiple campaigns with multiple groups of friends. You can have different roles, like as you're describing, Like I know sometimes folks are like um, the DM in in one campaign, but not necessarily in another and stuff like that.
1: And I think not that I think like folks should not, you know, have different roles, but I think it's nice to maybe only run one campaign at once and then you can be a player in as many as you want, but running can be a lot of work not all DMs are like me, like some folks are like, I can just like, you know, run it and like we improvise the whole time. I'm someone who loves preparing and thinking about it and spending time thinking about the lore and the research and like different, you know, plot points I could see happening um, and trying to really keep it open. Um, So I think I invest a little more time in it, maybe on that end, than maybe other folks might.
2: When you're doing research do you find that you learn stuff that is helpful in different spaces in your life Hmm.
1: i think so well and i think it's really interesting because and now we're making this like the tabletop gaming podcast but like there are things and there's a lot of you know discussion right now in like gaming for like consent in particular and like how do we get consent and how does consent end and like how do we have this conversation about like like consent and like what we want to happen in games, what we don't want to, and like, how do we like fix ruptures? And like, how do we like, you know, pre go through this with folks um, to get their consent on what kind of topics they want in in a, in a game or what would feel harmful, you know, um, or what is like maybe a yellow light, it's okay, some of the time under XYZ conditions and having these like, um, things done beforehand. And then in a session zero, having a conversation about what you want to do when this happens or, you know, gets brought up in a game. And I think so much of this comes into kind of what we do and talk about in therapy. (laughs) And I think it has a really um, like a lot of crossover and it's super important in the gaming world. And yeah, that's just one thing that came to mind. I'm sure there's more if I thought about it. But I think in general, it's helped me connect with my friends, socialize, have fun, get to know them in a different way, um, and just serve that space to like be also someone else and be goofy and explore. Like, I feel like I can be kind of an uptight person and all of my characters are like chaotic and like the rules don't matter to them. Whereas like me as a human is like logical and everything has to make sense and I'm gonna worry about it for forever. Um, My characters are like, I'm just gonna do it. So it's nice to like try on that.
2: I ask because um, I feel like when I'm doing research for my creative writing stuff, I end up learning like bits and pieces. Like this weekend um, for one of my stories, I read a bit of Paradise Lost because I was like just going to steal a few lines that had to do with whatever the story is about. And so I was like, oh, well, now I've just read a random quantity of Paradise Lost. We'll find out if some point in the future, I find a reason to use that in another space and time. Right. Um, but I feel like I just have like those little bits of like, okay, now I know a little bit about Paradise Lost. Now I know a little bit about, you know, whatever else.
1: For sure. Well, and I end up on like the weirdest Wikipedias of like, what is like this biome and what plants would exist there? And then like, then I think like, how can I make it fun for d and you know or like what historically like what creatures existed or what did dinosaurs look like or yeah i mean i end up on the like strangest wikipedia things of like how does gravity really work and like <laughs> yeah poisons and all sorts of things where i'm like uh i don't know anything about this i hope no one's like looks at my search history like the little <laughs> fbi agent on my phone is so confused right now but yep
2: yeah, I have that too, where I'll read Wikipedia pages, and then I'll reference it a bit for, like, you know, the lore of one of my stories or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody would be like, that's not fully accurate. I'm like, friend. <laughs> I'm doing I, my uh, best. <laughs> yeah. The, the point was to make this a plausible thing for the fan fiction I'm writing. I'm not, like, changing the world with this, I promise.
1: Right, please do not use this to, like, cite your source, but I'm mm-hmm. doing my best.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read Wikipedia. That's really where we're at. I feel like it's hard for media to have to, like, at least when I'm thinking about like, creating content, it's hard for it to have to uh, always apply to real life in a one-to-one way. So I feel like that's where d d would be really nice, where you can, like, not that it's entirely separate from the space that you're sharing with those other people, but I feel like the way that it's like, well, this thing can happen and it doesn't have to connect to some like gigantic larger construct or like it doesn't have to have some huge message about our real life, like it can just be exploring something that maybe in real life I can not explore in the same sort of way or looking at a concept or a theme a little bit differently. Yes, it's so good. I'm gonna have to run a game for y'all now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the challenge with that is like, um, our friends Jared and Jamie tried to teach me magic, mm-hmm. and it really did not work. Like, I, I love that They were, like, so enthusiastic. but they really wanted me to learn about it. But, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of math mm-hmm. in magic is what I learned. And there's, like, a lot of rules of, like, what goes with what. And there's lands. And there's, like, all these different... And I was just like, friends, I don't... It's a lot to keep track of. I don't know if I can wrap my brain around that. Like, I don't know that I... That's my... Like a happy place of thinking. Sure.
1: I'm also not like a huge stickler for the rules. I'm like a kind of rule of cool human, so I <laughs> might be able to make it work.
2: I feel like there's vulnerability in sharing the things that you really like with another person, and so I feel like I felt that when they were sharing magic with me, it's like they really wanted me to like it, and I felt really bad of like Sorry, it's just like maybe not my jam. I'll play I'll play like other video games with you literally all the time whenever you would like, but this like one particular thing that you really love. Like I love that for you, but I don't love that for me.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. I can get that way with like really strategy heavy. Like this is going to be, I could sit and play eight hours of D and D forever. But if it's like, here's this like eight hour, like card game. And there's like a hundred rules and tokens. And I guess D and D has a hundred rules and tokens. Like I feel very overwhelmed by some of those. Like, like the box is like eight feet seemingly by eight feet. Like it's huge. And there's just so many pamphlets you have to read. And I'm just like, Oh no, I can't do
0: this. Um, D&D yeah, is like cool because it seems more like open to in- not interpretation. I don't want to say it like that because, like you said, there obviously are rules, but like you can kind of talk it through or like kind of make stuff up as you go, too. Like, oh, that's just what my character does. Like, if you don't know exactly, like there's some flexibility with it to like kind of create your own world in that sense
1: well it's like co-creation right like i love that of being like here's my input and here's my input and here's my input and then you would like tell a story together with your friends and your imagination Feels silly but it's actually really transformative i will say for my personal experience bad d and d can be very bad there's i think this like meme joke of like no d and d is better than bad d and d but like when it's good it can
2: Like there are learning curves with a lot of things and that includes like board games or just like general sort of like tabletop games or even video games too Where like once you've hit the learning curve of like I understand what the rules are I know what the different aspects are like I know what the different things are then it just feels like oh yeah yeah I totally got it but when you're first trying to get into it you're like that seems like a lot to remember.
1: For sure well like I know you named that you like will play video games with one of our you know friends and I think um, I only play like individual video games because I have so much nervousness around group video games or like the performance piece. Ugh, makes me nervous.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is like an interesting sort of like conflict situation or conflict resolution situation of like, yeah, there are times where you know you're playing where you're supposed to be like four people on a team, and there's sometimes where I, I just like, I'm just not playing well that day i don't really know what i'm doing i'm just making weird decisions and after the fact i'm like why did i even do that and so it does feel like oh i feel bad because i'm not performing well for these other people or i'm not our team is not going to do as well um, but then it's also like what's nice about that particular game is that when we play as a team i get to. Um, do things that are more fun and less practical. Whereas if I'm playing by myself with three other strangers as teammates, I'm like, well, oh, now I have to be so practical. Like I have to do the things that are going to be um, the most efficient or effective or whatever. And so even if I'm not playing super well, the fact that I get to play with other people who, by that extension, I get to like try different things or, um, use different kinds of items or something like that that i wouldn't usually use like that's fun for me even if we don't end up um, winning that particular match
1: for sure
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense the conversation we can have (laughs) for a while right talking about all the things that that drive us and keep us going any other thoughts on those things before we start talking about
2: to other things. There's part of me that wants to speak to sort of like the giving yourself permission to doing fun stuff piece, um, like I feel like we sort of started off with the context of feeling stressed by schoolwork and putting fun stuff to the side, and so I think the other thing that stands out to me when it comes to fun stuff, or like um Lizzie mentioned like being out from work sick and things like that, like I feel like people also talk about doing fun things, but they don't feel relaxing because they're just thinking about schoolwork and stuff like that, which usually I hear it framed to me as like, well, then this is why it's pointless for me to have fun in that moment, is because I won't even, like, have fun, and I hear that, and also the way that I hear that is, like, then there needs to be a way that when you're having that fun, you can be present with that fun, present with those people you're spending time with or, you know, like, whatever it is, like, that to me suggests more about, like, being present in the moment of the fun thing rather than, like, you shouldn't be having that fun because you should be doing those things, those responsible things that you should have been working on or, you know, whatever it is that um, kind of gets in the way of that fun. And so, I feel like I also want to put a plug in for if you're trying to have fun and you feel like you're getting distracted by work stuff, that doesn't mean you're not supposed to have fun, it just means finding ways to be more present with what that fun is, or giving yourself permission to be present with what that fun is.
1: And that so reminds me of what we were talking about earlier with the messages of like just quitting if the instrument wasn't serving you, like if the thoughts of, well, you need to be working on work aren't serving your fun, and you know you'll still be able to get your work done at a different set aside time, like allow yourself the thought of engaging with that fun in a different way and think about, like, where are these thoughts of, like, pressure to, like, must-perform coming from. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, speaking of having pets and being dog parents, I think that our mindfulness for today, Casey, you were going to do with a dog walking meditation, is that right?
0: Yeah, it's been something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, I have a dog that is very stressed out on walks and many other times just anxious and a lot of energy and he can be hard to control so i have found like i am very tense when going on walks like i'm just like i have to like death grip to hang on to you so you don't run away um as well as just like anticipating and like stressed out of like Ugh, what's it gonna be like now or uh, you know How, how's this gonna go and going into these walks Just way more stressed, and so I've been consciously trying to, kind of check myself before, um, even just going on those walks of taking a moment, just to, you know, even pause or just rushing out, taking a few deep breaths, just kind of centering myself. If it helps to even just like visualize. What would a good, happy, successful dog walk look like? Just kind of bringing yourself into the moment. Taking those deep breaths, maybe it's like standing up straighter, like having that, that confidence and that more positive energy, like, you know, shoulders back, head up, that kind of thing going into that. I have noticed how much that can make a difference too, just even going out in that way. And obviously it is better for my own health too, right? Where I often take him out um, for lunch walks. And so there's a lot of the day that wound up before then, and I'm anticipating the day ahead. So it's very helpful just to kind of wipe that slate clean. Like whatever led up to now or is happening later, like what can you do to be present now? taking away some of those lessons because dogs can definitely feel our energy. Like if we're stressed, they know it. Even if we use that happy sing song voice, like <laughs> they will know if you are are angry. Like they totally could read that energy. So thinking about how it can be helpful to put myself in that mindset. Um, but then, you know, other ways that you can apply that too. It doesn't have to be out walking a dog if you're going into a stressful meeting or something like that or having a difficult conversation with someone again taking those few deep breaths to center yourself and you know standing up straight and like holding that confidence visualizing what that looks like and then when you do go on that walk or go into that meeting or whatever it is doing your best to stay present Um, you know because dogs aren't they don't spend their time worrying about that dog next door that they always react to or um, you know what that neighbor's reaction is going to be like to your dog when walking. It's us, we have those worries and we tense up when those things come around. Um, they don't, <laughs> they don't spend any time worrying like that. They are fully present and in the moment. So doing my best just to, to walk around, not have headphones on, just truly just appreciating like what's around, what's going on in the moment. So very simple thing, just checking in with yourself, taking a moment, pause beforehand, and then just staying present throughout.
1: I love that. And it so reminds me of like on my walks, like I'm noticing there's a tree in our neighborhood that just drops the most beautiful yellow leaves. And like when we walk over them, it like crunches and looks like bright yellow confetti and it's just so pretty. And I just love that like little mindfulness like bloop I get. It's so good.
2: I think I it makes me notice that I pay more attention to potential mishaps. Like I, I think I usually tend to pay attention to like, oh, this is where dogs might usually be that you could react to, or like this is where um There's, like, a particular building or block, I really don't know why, but, like, when we get to it, my dog, like, stops and is, like, "Mm, I really don't think that I would like to go over there, and I don't really know why, so it's always sort of, like, would you, like, today, should we take a longer walk? And he's, like, yeah, I don't know, this particular patch of grass is not for me, so I think I think more about those things than, like, what are the good spaces when we go on our walk, or, like, what are the favorite spots? Exactly. So,
0: yeah, like I said, something to keep in mind. Obviously, don't have a have to have a dog to do so. Um, all right. Well, I I really enjoyed this conversation here, just kind of checking in with you all as people, what you're all up to and and into. So, thank you for that conversation. And yeah, feel free to tag us on social media using hashtag Connecting Badgers. So, with any thoughts, feedback, ask for any topics, questions. You um, can also check out MHS's Instagram, that is UW underscore MHS.
1: Thanks so much for listening. And as a reminder, if you are struggling, you can always access our 24 hour crisis line for support, whether you are in Wisconsin or any other state by calling us at 265-5600 option number nine. Thanks again for listening and take care.